Hi, before we get started with today's message, I would like to give you some information on where you can follow me on social media. On Instagram and Facebook, you can search Marie Nicole Zimmerpeeps. That is M-A-R-I-E-N-I-C-O-L-E-Z-I-M-M-E-R-P-E-E-P-S. And now on Twitter, you can search encouragement, E-N-C-O-U-R-A-G-E-E-M-E-N-T-W-2. I hope that you would consider looking for me and connecting with me via message and comment. Let's get started, and I hope you enjoyed today's message. Thank you for joining. My name is Marie Nicole. Welcome to Encouragement Notes. I hope that you would join me on this journey of discovering what God wants from your life as I pass on the lessons that I've learned in church and the lessons that I've learned in this life that God has given me. Please join me on this journey every week and I look forward to getting to know you. I hope all is going well today and you're having a beautiful, blessed day. Today, I want to come and share some thoughts with you about disability or different ability or equipment using whatever you want to call it. Um, It's a continuation of pretty much the conversation that the book review consisted of. But I have been following this show called Able on YouTube, and they only have a few episodes, but they have been wonderful with what they do have, with the content that they do have. And I found this one episode that was very, very thought-provoking and very, very interesting, um... It was an episode done with Christine Bruno, and she is an actress with cerebral palsy, and she is also an advocate. She has two Masters of Fine Arts degrees, but I don't, I forgot what school she went to, but she has two Masters of Fine Arts degrees, and she is very, very deep in advocacy side of Broadway and of theater and acting in general. So she brought up some amazing points that I think, honestly, if I am 100% honest, I kind of feel this way um, some of the time, but some of the time I will kind of Put it on the back burner and let it go. But today, I really want I really want to wear my advocacy hat and talk about these things and talk about what I think about these things. And um, so the first thing she brought up 
is that people that are not disabled should not be playing people with disabilities. That is termed the whole act of doing that, playing a person with a disability while you yourself are not disabled in any way, shape, or form is called crip face. So it's pretty much acting like you're quote unquote, and I know this is a very um, ancient term in the world of disability and in the world of advocacy, but you're acting as if you are crippled when you're not. And so that should not be happening. What should be happening is that certain dis or all disabilities are, they're not finite. They're not one and done. So like a person with cerebral palsy might not look the way that another person with cerebral palsy looks, but as long as they have that same, some of that same movement, they should be up for that role. Okay. So, and that is another thing too, that Christine brought up is that when when casting directors want to find a certain a certain look within what they want the disability to look like they will cast they will put they will put out the breakdown into the community and the breakdown is essentially what they are looking for what the character is supposed to look like and then that is that is how actors know okay I fit that I fit that role so therefore I should go apply an audition but um casting teams have been getting lazy some of them might and they will do what is called cripping up Cripping up is when a casting team, like I said, gets lazy and hires a non-disabled person to play a disabled role. So where the term cripping up comes in is when they want somebody with, say they were looking for me and they want somebody with to play me. So they want somebody with cerebral palsy and they want her to be a walker user and ha have the experience of being a wheelchair user, but no longer having that form of mo or modality, not mobility, modality. So what they will do is if they can't find somebody exactly like me, they will cast somebody that is, like I said, non-disabled. But the better thing to do would be if 
some a, a casting team was telling my story, the better thing to do would be to hire an actor that actually has cerebral palsy and let's take let's take for the example if somebody was playing me in my college years in my college years i um i made the decision that i was going to go to therapy and learn how to walk um and have that be my full-time mobility but I went through college physically went through college in a power chair so as long as the person playing me had cerebral palsy like legitimately that was their given disability or they had some sort of movement some sort of movement um, difficulty or disability that actually looked real and actually was their lived experience, which was another thing she said too, and I'll get to that in a minute. But as long as something is actually true in the actor's life and an actual lived experience, that comes off much more authentic than a person playing a caricature, which is something that is essentially happening when a person that is not disabled and has not ever lived with that in their life, that is essentially what they are doing is they are playing a caricature of what they feel might that that person might go through it doesn't matter if an actor that is playing you has the opportunity to shadow you 24/7 because no matter what it's always going to come off or seem to come off to a lot of people as inauthentic. But the other thing that Christine touched on, which is very, very thought-provoking, is that people with disabilities should be able to go after any role they choose as long as they can fulfill the requirements of the role. So a person that is going in for, let's say, the role of Alphaba has to fulfill the requirements of that role, has to sing the way the character sings, has to move as quickly as the character moves but as long as she can fulfill that role then she should get that role but it's not proper to 
ask somebody that is disabled in a casting room to do something that you're not asking of other actors. And she also said, Christine also um, touched on the fact that as a actor with a actor with a disability, you do not have to disclose what your disability is. You can simply roll into a room or walk into a room however you move into life. However you move in life is how you show up in the room. And you do not have to say, hi, I'm Marie, I have spastic diplegia and, um, and hydrocephalus. And I am, I am auditioning for the role of Alphaba, or I am auditioning for the role of Mary Delgado, or whatever the role may be. But, and I don't know if I touched on this um, before, but as a human being, as long as we can perform the requirements of a role we should be able and I say we and I'm I'm not a um I'm not in Hollywood and I'm not an actor in that way but I have acted in church um but we should be able to audition for any role we choose as long as I can do the requirements of that job. And so the, that those are just some things that I wanted to talk about. As you guys could tell I'm getting tongue tied, but I am not gonna edit get it the getting tongue tied out because I really want this to be an authentic conversation. And I want to know what you think about what I just said. Do you think a role of a disabled person or a person who identifies as differently abled or an equipment user should be played by a non-disabled actor? And then tell me why or why not. Um... And lastly, I want to say that a lot of roles that are have been played by non-disabled actors that are disabled people, um, non-disabled characters, or non-disabled actors that have played disabled characters that have um, really kind of touched me and... I've I've found um, joy from it and inspiration from it are Lacey Chabert. She played a woman named Brooke Allison. She was the first person to go to Harvard with a disability. She is a quadriplegic and she... Um, uses a ventilator and a wheelchair to live life and she gets 
the majority of her help that she gets was from her mom. And another person who um, was portrayed in a movie, his name was Justin Yoder. I have no idea if these people are still around or not, um, but I would certainly hope so. And I hope that me saying those words do not offend anybody, but you never know how long life is. So... Anyway, um, a young man named Justin Yoder was played by Frankie Muniz in 2000. And he was played, um, he was portrayed in a movie called Miracle in Lane 2, which um, kind of depicted the time in Justin Yoder's life when he was... He was really into soapbox car racing. And so Frankie Muniz portrayed this young man who had spina bifida. Spina bifida is when your spine is totally, um, I think there's a severance in your spine. I'm not really sure what spina bifida is compared to CP. So I do have to do some research and look that up. But um, I just, like I said, I, I know this is, might be rambling, but I really wanted to bring you guys these thoughts. And I hope all is going well. Let me know what you think. And I will talk to you later. Have a beautiful, blessed day. I love you. And um, in regards to the next uh, church sermon episode of this podcast. It will come on Monday. I am watching a concert tomorrow, so therefore I will not be watching church tomorrow, but I will watch church on Sunday and take notes and then present those notes to you on Monday. So I will talk to you later. See you then, and I love you guys. Thank you so much for listening, and have a nice day. Bye. Thanks again so much for listening. Feel free to leave me a true and honest review on your favorite podcast player. Or you can also message me via my website. I have the audio set up where you can leave me a voice message. I'll talk to you soon. Bye-bye.